friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Hello friends, welcome back to Shattered Ceilings Podcast. In today's episode, we welcome two incredibly special guests that we have really been looking forward to having on the show, and we're so grateful that they're here with us today. They both have a wealth of knowledge that they're going to share with us, and we're so excited. But before we go ahead and introduce them, uh, we want to specify that today's episode is going to be geared toward the Romanian Christian population, as both of our guests today are Romanian as well as Christian. So with that, that being said, we want to welcome our guest today, Andrea Leca, a licensed associate counselor who specializes in trauma, and Anka Sapo, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist, as well as the founder of Hope Counseling Center. Welcome, ladies. Thank you thank for you. having us. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedules, I'm sure, to come and join us. Um, both Adriana and I feel honored uh, to have you on the show. And personally, as someone who's currently pursuing a career in therapy, I'm fangirling really I want to give you ladies the floor and have you introduce yourselves to us and the audience and tell us a little bit about your backgrounds in psychology. Um, So my name is Anka. So awesome to be here, ladies. Um, I think um, this is just being able to converse about counseling and the Romanian community is, is new territory. And I'm just honored and feel blessed by God to be a voice in that, even if it's a small one. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I got my degree from Fuller Theological Seminary. So I did get a a clinical degree from a Christian school. So that was a huge, uh, huge blessing. They, I mean, all our classes were integrated. So we talked about clinical models, but with faith and what does that look like? So that was a huge blessing. And I have seen it throughout my my uh, my hours and working and in, in my work. So um, a little bit about myself. I'm the mother of five kids. Wow. The oldest is about <laughs> to turn 15. The youngest is about to turn two. It's a busy life, which probably yeah. goes into the question that is going to come later about why I own my practice. But <laughs> I have a super busy life. But uh, I love what I do. It's a calling. And God has made uh, space and amazing ways for me to do what I do. And I have an amazing husband. I don't, I, it's, it's our practice. So that's, that's so a little cool. bit about me. Very cool. Yep. You're awesome, Anka. Um, <laughs> my name is Andrea Leka. Uh, super excited to be here. This is amazing. I, I second that. I think we're just pioneering something mm-hmm. so new and so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to Grand Canyon University for my master's program. And uh, our the worldview was also Christian for, for our courses and classes, which... I think is awesome. I mm-hmm. think we should share in that and we have that perspective as we enter into therapy um, and this field. Um, so I did my master's at Grand Canyon and then post-grad, I did a certification level one and two in trauma work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's a little bit about me and kind of leading into this field. And so I practice as a licensed associate counselor and then I see mainly individual clients. So cool. Mm-hmm. Boss girls, both of you. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Um, so it's so encouraging to see Romanian mm-hmm. therapists because, especially in our community, I think there's such a big need for it. So it's really cool to see two women that are like so passionate about it and that use, like you said, your calling from God. 
So I'm really encouraged being in school for this, like that mm-hmm. there is somebody that's kind of gone before me and yeah. prepared the path in a way. So um, what persuaded both of you to get into the field of psychology? I, I love people. I grew up in a big family. I am the second oldest of nine kids, but the oldest daughter, which from your podcast <laughs> talking about the oldest daughter tends to be the go-getter, the go-getter <laughs> almost like the firstborn child, especially in Romanian families. Mm-hmm. That could also extend to other birth order families that are not Romanian. But um, for me, it was a blessing to be in that role. I think it shaped my leadership, my mm-hmm. love for family, for kids. Um, I have I had a beautiful family that allowed me to have a childhood, but also put a lot of responsibilities on me. So I can handle a lot of people in the room. So Mm -hmm. if I walk into a room of 100 people, I can make them all get along. I mean, it's a joke, but (laughs) that's what I did my whole life. I have this this image I share with people, this uh, sometimes with clients too, of like one of the, it's such a poignant example of my mom was like, okay, I'm going to the store. I need you to keep the kids quiet or keep them from being like, falling apart and so I put so I have nine kids there's nine of us right and I'm the oldest so they're like all in this and I think the youngest was like two or at that time I think I was maybe eight or nine and I just took a wooden spoon and I was supposed to just keep them there on the couch and I was like so I was young I shouldn't have been babysitting at that point keep them quiet so I'm sitting there with the wooden spoon and I was serious I was like anybody move anybody hit each other I'm going to and all of a sudden it turned into this game and the kids were just laughing and they were like squirreling and I was laughing and I had this moment of how much I enjoyed that I was like just like and I was like, that moment, I think, should, okay, that moment and moments like that shaped me up. I love working with families, uh, no matter how distressing they are. It's so life-giving. Mm-hmm. There's so much pain when fa- families don't get along. And so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I went into this field because I love people. I love families. I specifically went into marriage and family therapy because I believe family is a gift from God. And the world and mm-hmm. culture is uh, trying to break that at every angle yeah. apart. So anything I can do to bring together, whether that's within couples, mothers, and kids working to have a better relationship I am all for that that would be my specialty my heart that's amazing very cool so a little bit for me I remember growing up and uh, I wished at the time as I'm thinking about it now in retrospect I wish I would have had somebody to like mentor me and counsel Mm -hmm. me and walk me through Mm -hmm. hard Mm -hmm. seasons or help me answer questions that I didn't have so I think for me part of it was almost like wishing I had somebody and it could have been discipleship it could have been mentorship it could have been a different you know avenue uh, not necessarily you know clinical in this sense but it's from a need of saying that gosh mm-hmm. I wish I had someone yeah and then uh, the second part was I remember when I was getting in my late teens I would have these girls from church they would uh, confide in me which I thought was really sweet but I realized I can't really help them mm-hmm. I mean I could pray over them I can connect with them I can share some of the wisdom that I had accrued up until I was what 18 19 years mm-hmm. old but there is a part that I'm like, I just, I don't know what, what to do with what is. That's huge. What yeah. they're sharing. Yeah. And so part of that was like, gosh, I really wish, I mean, I had such a, I just, I feel so much compassion mm-hmm. towards humans. I understand that, you know, things are not cookie cutter. There's so, so much life happens in between. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I plan. And then life happens in mm-hmm. between. And so I have such a heart of compassion, really desire to understand what, What's the story? Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, and so that all those pieces connected together uh, led to me just starting my undergrad and starting in psychology and saying, gosh, I'm so fascinated. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so fascinating to understand human motive and behavior and how those two connect mm-hmm. and then to bring God in the mix and understand how God can bring healing. It's mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. Yeah, that's It's amazing. been like the greatest honor of my life. I want to come to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are awesome. 
awesome. What both of you said resonates with me so much because Anka uh, talking about the importance of family, just like being as the foundation of society. And when you see that breakdown of family systems, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where you see you know issues that come up mm-hmm. later in life. Yep. Is kind of what made me want to go into this because mm-hmm. you guys heard on the last episode, I'm from a blended family, which comes with mm-hmm. its own issues yeah. and problems. And just seeing you know how a healthy family should look and also the second part that you said Andrea about wanting to gain more knowledge to be able to help people yeah. was like the main reason why I wanted to go into this so that I could kind of help I don't know my family through certain things I had that desire but I'm like okay I need to like educate myself so that's so cool I resonate that's with awesome. both of you guys with that I'm just so happy to be surrounded by like three cool girls <laughs> four you're the four yes I'm just very cool. like your background and like what got you yeah. into it. It gets yeah. me like excited and I feel like mm-hmm. I relate to like little bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known obviously you guys all a different amount of times. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, we talked about how we met a yeah. long time ago. I don't even remember don't when, but we kind of got back together like the last six months and started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Andrea, I feel like we used to talk like just rain and we always knew each other and I just was always like inspired. I was just like, Andrea is so cool and she's such a like good older girl to look up to and every time we conversated, I always left like impacted and more like strengthened. And then Anka, I don't know if many of you know, she is my therapist. Um, and I rave about her all the time. Yep. I was the girl that was telling everyone like, I'm in therapy and everyone's like, I don't think you should talk about that. And I was like, I don't care. This is awesome. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about my background with Anka. Mm -hmm. I think it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, I think on paper, my life that year especially looked like Mm. perfect. I was like, okay, if I saw my life in the eyes of someone else, like I had it all. I had like my job career. I was, for the most part, getting along (laughs) with my Mm -hmm. family. I had friends. I just... I was living my best life, mm-hmm. and every day I woke up like very depressed and anxious. Mm. And I was like, "What is What's causing this? Like, there's no." I was trying to figure out. I'm very logical, and mm-hmm. when I can't figure something out, I like go crazy. And um, actually, a friend of mine was seeing a therapist, and she finally told me after mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why did you not tell me this?" And she's like, "I'm embarrassed. I'm seeing a therapist." Oh. I was like, mm-hmm. "No, I've oh, seen yeah. such a good impact." So. Mm-hmm. I literally, I think I went on Google and I was like, Christian therapist. And I saw one person, but I think since they weren't Romanian, it was hard to connect because at the time I like wanted to move out. Mm. And of course, like Mm -hmm. a normal American would be like, oh, move out. You're Mm -hmm. older than 18. And I was like, you can't move out. (laughs) I'm a Romanian girl. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think after that, I was like, okay, I see the benefit in therapy, but let's see if there's like a woman that's Romanian Mm -hmm. and you popped up and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh. And then we just so happened to like somehow know the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I went in my first session, you're like, why are you here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the big I, question in yeah, session. Yeah. Anyways, it's, I could talk forever about it, but <laughs> yes. I figured out to therapy came at such a beautiful time where I wasn't dealing with anything in the moment, but there was a lot of trauma and things I was dealing with since I was a child that I never unpacked and it was a good time to kind of open up those boxes and figure it out so mm-hmm. it was very cool to see that just mm-hmm. because you're not dealing with something it's still good to go to therapy and yeah. figure out what you dealt with in the past mm-hmm. so with that mm-hmm. being said yeah, um, I am curious why did you open up your own practice 
without a doubt, a big part of that was family. I got to a point where I was like, either I quit this field and become a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. or if this is a calling, which I strongly feel it was, and my husband feels it is and it was, mm-hmm. I have to make it work. So what's the only way to make this work? Because I need more freedom. Mm-hmm. I need more freedom in my schedule. I need more freedom to be able to 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 do my to run my practice the way I want to see clients the way I want to choose the kind of clients mm-hmm. that's when you private practices mm-hmm. um so that was a big reason I opened in COVID during COVID during wow. 2020 um it we haven't stopped since I mean it oh, was in, to me that's part of the story of mm-hmm. how you open a private practice in June 2020 mm-hmm. uh, yeah like uh, there's a whole story to that I was privileged to before that work at a private practice with a Christian supervisor and owner that share like 12, 13 clinicians. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the first two. Oh, uh, that's cool. I started with her in 2012. She taught me everything I know. She was just a phenomenal human, clinically mm-hmm. absolutely just gifted, mm-hmm. loved the Lord. We had a great friendship. Um, she taught me everything I know. And so in during COVID, she closed her business because she lost business and she moved out of state. And she's like, Anka, do you want all your clients? Mm -hmm. Because in our field, usually if you leave the practice and you open, you start fresh. You start from scratch. That's huge. She's like, I want you to take all your clients. In fact, can you take all of mine? Wow. (laughs) Can you also be a referral for us? Because now I'm closing my practice here. I mean, Mm -hmm. talk about God just setting up. And so she actually became my business coach for a year. Wow. And she helped me set up my business. And uh, here I am. I mean, every single detail is... The Lord saying, keep doing what you're doing. I will provide all I will provide. So even when I wanted to quit, I just can't. Like mm-hmm. an open door. <laughs> yeah. I need Andrea. Okay. I mean another counselor that wants to work for me. I was like, yeah. okay, God's providing the people. He's providing the yeah. the way to make this happen. I just need to trust him. So wow. here I am. And it's um it's been amazing. I just it's been got amazing. goosebumps. That's really cool. And Andrea's been with me since the start. So she's my first associate from the time I hit the ground running. And That's I'm so, so glad cool. she opened and up. She's all, been and now amazing. She's passing their wisdom to me yes. that's amazing I'm so excited for yes. wow it's cool to see like when you submit to god's will how yes. he just lines things 100%. up yes. that's amazing that's yes. huge um yep. so now i kind of want to get a little more specific and i, I want to talk about the romanian demographic in particular um what are some unique clinical issues that you both have seen or that you believe that romanian immigrants specifically deal with uh, one of the things i um i think is um we use this word differentiation in counseling where you are your own person and your own culture and you take a lot of pride in that of who you are and not mm-hmm. letting other people, you know, come and tell you otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a healthy thing where you are our own person, yeah. but that extends to culture too. And I think sometimes a lot of times Romanian immigrants will come here feeling like America's going to steal who I am, mm-hmm. our values, especially the ones that are strong Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want the American church or the American culture to make us different. And yeah. so there's this fear of assimilating because assimilating mm-hmm. means I lose myself to become something else. And so I think one of the clinical issues that that brings up is that, that Romanians come in here and they cling to the only their community but they don't extend and allow themselves to grow from the community they're also in because there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of richness in the american community i mean obviously we came here for a reason mm-hmm. and yeah. so i think yeah. that 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 presents a clinical issue in the sense that they don't always feel like they belong in the culture or they mm-hmm. don't they can't integrate mm-hmm. but sometimes that's because of their own fears totally. which i think we're going to speak about that because mm-hmm. of the fears and other things that come with immigrants mm-hmm. and um so that was one of the things that i brought up i think mm-hmm. andrea brought up some other things well i'm thinking about you know we have some also romanian immigrants that come into therapy and i think part of that is like just even permissioning them to be there 
Mm -hmm. It's like, it's okay Mm -hmm. if you're there. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay if you're here. It's okay if you're coming to see us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and like the meaning that is created around them being there. And I think we're going to touch in a little bit more on uh, the the questions to come. But essentially, like the shame Mm -hmm. that comes with specifically them being there, specifically, uh, again, tying into the meaning that they create around being in this space. Mm -hmm. And so that affects a lot. It affects their openness. It affects their vulnerability, which I will say this. Thank you so much for being vulnerable. In my like (laughs) appointment to see Mm -hmm. Anka. Obviously, I didn't like tell anyone yet because I was like, who knows (laughs) what it's going to be. But um, I was still living at home and I remember leaving. And of course, my dad's like, where are you going? Who are you going with? And I was like, I hate lying. (laughs) I suck at lying. And I was just like, I have an appointment. And he's like, oh, where? And I'm like, and I literally was just like, whatever. I'm close to my dad, but Mm. I was just like, we'll we'll see where this goes. And I was like, oh, I'm seeing a therapist. And his face just looked at me and he was like... (laughs) Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm okay. And then he was like, and of course, first being like, why are you seeing a therapist? Like, and I was like, no, 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 she's Romanian. He was like, oh, (laughs) then he was kind of like, good. But then he was just like, you don't need a therapist. You, you're Christian. You can pray. I know you're not married yet, but you can talk to like, he was being so nice. I know they generally mentioned it. And I was like, dad, like, as much as I am praying and I'm like seeking the word and doing everything I'm supposed to, it comes to a point where you need to see a professional Mm -hmm. and that's where I'm going. And I remember he was so like just confused. And then week by week, I feel like there was times where I went twice a week, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even in the beginning, definitely once a week. Um, he started kind of seeing a change. And then, um, I know I mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, this to you, but a few months later he was like, Hey, can I get your therapist's number? And I like, looked at him. And I was That's like, awesome. wait, what? He's like, and I was so intimidated. Yeah, he was like, no, he's not going to No, but he was like, there's a guy from the church. He called me. He's mm. He has a really bad marriage. And I oh, was like, huge. you can yeah. see a therapist. And I looked at my dad and I was like, wow. I never thought I would hear these words. And my dad now will be like, oh, go see a therapist. Adriana has one. She's wow, Romanian. And I'm like, cool. thank you. So I just want to say. That's being a, vulnerable was kind of awkward in the beginning, but, but seeing the helped. fruit of that and seeing so many people going to like even just Anka mm-hmm. or just yes. asking me yeah. about it, yeah. I was like, that's so worth it. That's why yeah. I'm an open book. I'm like, I don't yes. care. I want to help yes. people. Yeah. So that's sorry. Amazing. You could yeah. finish. No, no, that's, that's good. And your thing. vulnerability kind of permissions people to be able to do that themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Absolutely. I think is huge. Yeah. Uh, Especially in our community. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. You Absolutely. can you can be Christian and love the Lord and still see a counselor and she's not even ashamed or embarrassed of it. Oh, okay. It normalizes it. Yeah. And I think it, I think it should happen more and more. I think podcasts mm-hmm. like this, yeah. workshops, uh, things like this. Again, some of yeah. these questions, if you're going to hit on some yeah. questions yeah. later, but yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I think another component when we're talking about clinical issues uh, in regards to Romanian immigrants is the uh, the trauma that they come to America with. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about immigrating here to America, um, I would have talks with my family member. I can't even wrap my mind around. Uh, growing up under a communist regime and mm-hmm. what that experience was like for them mm-hmm. and then feeling like you have to run out of the country to be safe you have yeah. to get mm-hmm. out of there for the well-being of your family to be able to provide for your family so that you can have food on the table and have mm-hmm. that as a security yeah. versus as a let's play week by week and let's see what's available mm-hmm. you know at the local bakery for the right. week or mm-hmm. things of like that so 
there's this component i think of like a cultural of a trauma mm-hmm. that's experienced that i think we see that also uh, and the impact of that mm-hmm. and and also the component of that that wants to be almost like passed on to us that we now have the opportunity to say okay and we're going to draw that boundary with this piece and this component mm-hmm. here totally i agree with you andre i think that uh like you said the trauma that then they come here to a new country and they can take a breath and they feel like mm. they're okay. But then unknowingly, they pass that trauma um, yes. down. Yeah. I mean, cultural trauma is its own podcast, you guys. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, could be a, a, ten, a series of... Po- it, there's just so much to it. But okay. I think the question was uh, the unique clinical issues that believe immigrants deal with. Yes, the, just cultural trauma is and all the, the many pieces underneath that. But mm-hmm. I think one thing that I think is important to note on this question is... Um, uh, we talked about it, the dismissiveness, mm-hmm. like w- you, when you grow up in that kind of trauma and poverty and co- uh, communism and persecution and mm-hmm. fear, a lot of fear, you learn to toughen up, mm-hmm. to dismiss your emotions. Cause if you sit in yeah. them and dwell in them, you're going to fall apart. You're not going to yeah. be able to take care yeah. of your kids. You're not yeah. going to survive. You can't serve. Yeah. There's no, there's no space for like sitting mm-hmm. in my emotions and holding them. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all these words yeah. using concepts, sit with that. How yeah. does that feel? Mm-hmm. You can be killed or you could, uh, you, you yeah. can't make uh, your, your yeah. kids will see you falling up. They don't know how to sit with that. So I think yeah. a clinical issues that comes in is this difficulty to sit with hard emotions. Mm-hmm. So what I find with the yeah. Romanian clients is, uh, just help me feel better. Yeah. I said, okay, well, Wait, tell thanks. me how you feel. Well, I mean, I feel whatever. It doesn't matter what I feel. What should I do about it? Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. I said, I can't help you to it. know what to do about it until I really understand what you're, what, what are the feelings surrounding this issue? And it, mm-hmm. there's almost this like agitation if you ask them because there's, they've learned to dismiss emotions, not because, yeah. not because of, uh, because of survival. Yeah, like yeah, I have yeah. to dismiss them and become resilient. So I think yeah. that really, I would say is such mm-hmm. a big thing underneath the cultural trauma that that's tough. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough to work. Yeah. Through. And you have to work with it in baby steps. You mm-hmm. can't, what I learned with Romanian yep. clients, not just Romanian clients, but like with, I know specifically with Romanian, having mm-hmm. been Romanian and seeing my own family members, you have mm-hmm. to take baby steps. Yeah. So counseling mm-hmm. is literally, if I can help yeah. them with just this baby thing mm-hmm. about accepting just that they're sad about this one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So piggybacking off that question, do you ladies believe that there are any societal stereotypes within the Romanian community that can hinder um, Romanians from seeking help? Yes. And yes, and yes. And, and I think, <laughs> and, what, and I think this is where shame, the shame comes in. Yeah. Uh, what will people think? What if they find out? And what does this mean about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What does it mean if I accept that I need help? Yeah. Well, it may mean that we're human. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't been promoted to the other side yet. And we're yeah. still here going through what scripture says the trials. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. It, well, I think it also, they've created a narrative as survival. Like mm-hmm. I don't need anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, if you challenge them to change their narrative, it, there are two stories. Like if mm-hmm. you're going to tell me I do need, I do need help and mm-hmm. I, I do have anxiety, then it totally flips the story and mm-hmm. the, the, the survival story or the, what they've told us. The narrative. Yeah. We yeah. use that word in therapy. Mm-hmm. So there's like this big dichotomy between mm-hmm. I'm either all good or I'm in counseling and I'm, I'm, I'm not surviving. Wow. You know, yeah. in order to, so being able to see it with that lens, that's one thing that has to do with the trauma piece. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. what also has to do with what Andrea's saying is there's this shame around need. Mm-hmm. And it's so because I learned to survive not needing, and now yeah. when I need, there's all this shame. And I think it's coupled with also, I think that's why 
Romanians come to this country very they're hard workers mm -hmm. they yes. work hard to have the best of everything Take their houses enough. are the best their cars are the best mm -hmm. like there's the best mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. everything you see yeah. it all which yeah. is there's a lot of good in that right we're hard yeah. workers we want to give our families the best so we didn't have mm -hmm. but I think part of that that there's underlyings in that is image totally I don't want people to see that deep down I do have needs I'm do mm -hmm. I am yeah. hurting I am yeah. there something is not okay so mm -hmm. I think This is kind of overlapping into clinical needs that we see mm -hmm. in counseling, kind of hitting it with the shame Absolutely. that you were talking about. Absolutely. And I was asking somebody recently, uh, I said, what was it like when you were in Romania? And let's say if you were in your 20s, would you have asked to go see a therapist? What would mm -hmm. have been like that experience? Mm -hmm or for couples work mm -hmm. and and she mentioned heaven forbid somebody find out wow. that you're in and this is in Romania in the context of being in Romania because that would mean and the meaning that they made around it is that that person must be crazy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. put a stamp on you and like a mental yes, illness yes and, yes mm -hmm. that that person yeah. must be crazy wow and so then i'm thinking in the context of so then to go into for somebody to find out that you're in therapy in Romania is to have that label on you and mm -hmm. then to carry that with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then people talk and then the gossip and then yep. because it's small cities because, yep. uh, and so my yeah. heart really just, I mean, that, that was, it was tough to hear. I'm like, my goodness, mm -hmm. uh, to admit that I don't feel good and I need help to feel better. And just like having a physical ailment, I have this, this, these thoughts that keep coming. I have this anxiety and I don't know where it's from. And I have mm -hmm. these feelings and I can't make sense of them. And then the shame around just being like, I'm struggling and I'm not entirely sure why. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I kind of wanted to say, I might be wrong mm -hmm. on this aspect, but I feel like growing up in the Romanian community, if you had a personal issue or if your life wasn't going the way you wanted it to, people related that to like sin, like, oh, yes. she must mm -hmm. be sinning yeah. if this happened. Mm -hmm. And I've heard this countless times. Oh, like yeah. my friend was married, her kid kind of got sick. And people were like, oh, they slept together before marriage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how are you relating a, mm -hmm. a very sad moment right now with their sin mm -hmm. that doesn't relate at all? Mm -hmm. So when I heard people talking about their issues, I would always hear these comments like, oh, they must have done something wrong and this is what they deserve. So that would make me like so sad hearing that. And then another thing with mental illness, because I'm really big on like mental health, especially after going to therapy is... No one wants to talk about it because they see mm -hmm. it as like a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And God forbid you have something wrong with you. And yeah. like you said, if you're dealing with that for a moment, people will remember like for the rest of their life as, oh, she's the girl that had depression, which yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's dealing yeah. with it. Oh my gosh, that's so. tough. I, I just want to say to listeners that trauma that doesn't, um, how did I say that? How did I write this? Trauma that is unresolved repeats itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Th that that's a motivation for anyone that's listening that if if there is trauma or if there is things you see repeated that you're repeating in your own family from your own parents because a lot mm -hmm. of our, a lot of us are first or second generation mm -hmm. Romanian Americans like mm -hmm. even born in born here like I have siblings that are born in America mm -hmm. whereas the first three of us are born in Romania. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, it it encourages them to really see counseling and working through certain things certain meaning systems as a mm -hmm. motivation to get better because if you don't you're going to pass it on to your kids absolutely mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah. it's it that is a fact mm -hmm. whatever you don't heal will yeah. he repeat itself yeah will show up again mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. and i so. think there's freedom too in knowing that okay i can work through 
my things or I cannot pass things on, but I can also, you know, it's never too late to repair a relationship with your parents. I think from my own experience, I'm saying this because I know it's hard, you know, with our parents, even the age, it, I think the older they get, Mm -hmm. they kind of resist change more, but just knowing that, okay, I can work through things and having compassion and communicating and like understanding my parents and being able to communicate openly with them. Like on the other side of that, you can have a great relationship. I've seen that in my life with my parents. So just Mm kind of, it's possible. Mm -hmm. So Love that. We didn't mention uh, on this question what prevents stereotypes about Romanians, but I think it's kind of uh, piggybacking off Adriana. It's um, if I go to counseling, I don't trust God, or the stereotype mm-hmm. that if I ask for help, mm-hmm. that hinders. If I has, ask for help, it means I'm not trusting God. So there's mm-hmm. these two dichotomies. I either trust God and I toughen up and I go through life suffering, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take up my cross. Yeah, I'm going to take up this, this uh, uh, depression, so anxiety, much. panic attacks. It's my cross. Mm-hmm. And so that's what God wants me to take that. I mean, mm-hmm. so I cannot tell you how many people so see it that way. Mm-hmm. And so if I go to therapy to to ease my panic or understand why I'm panicky, why am mm-hmm. I anxious? Why am I depressed? Why do I have these repeated patterns? That means I'm not trusting God. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. want to say that's a huge dichotomy. And you don't see that in the Bible. You see the Bible does talk about fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. just fear, I think, is like just 365 yes, times. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know that, but it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if God talks that much about fear and anxiety, He knows we're going to experience it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so He talks about counselor, and right? Seeking a mm-hmm. counselor, mm-hmm. The, the gift of a counseling, counseling one another, right? Confessing our sins. There's something about community. So mm-hmm. I want to share that there's, it can be both. I, I love God. I seek him, I depend on him, and I need help right now. Mm-hmm. Like there that can that they can coexist. Yeah. Like yeah. that they can coexist. So Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you added that. Um I wanna kind of go further into this and just ask, like, do you ladies believe that Romanian immigrants have different emotional needs? If so, what are they and how do you address them in therapy? So we were talking about this question a little bit. Um I think there are some things that are universal. Um, the need to belong, mm-hmm. the need to feel part of, the need for community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that God created us as social beings for community. Mm-hmm. So that sense of feeling like we belong, like we matter, like we're wanted, like we're, I think that is universal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started with the Garden of Eden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk yeah. about belonging, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Talking about loving and being loved, knowing yes. and being known. I mean, it was all, it was embedded in our DNA to be that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were walking around and God was just there, like all around them. Just mm-hmm. so, and, and what, what caused that to end? Sin. Yeah. And so since then, every human being is trying to get that back somehow. So yeah. our mm-hmm. deepest needs, I think universal comes from the creation story of God. God created us to be, and we did have mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. So the we say, uh, this question says, are there specific emotional needs for Rom- Romanian immigrants or maybe mm-hmm. even immigrants that are not Romanian? I personally, I think if there's one specific is it's, uh, it's, working with the shame response mm-hmm. that comes in it seems like immigrants more than like western societies tend to have that response that emotion where so then the emotional need that comes with that is being able to help them see feel like mm-hmm. they don't need to feel shame that they're loved yeah. that they're not yeah. judged yeah. 
that they're accepted here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I mean, a lot of times Romanian clients, one of the first things they say is, "You're not going to tell anybody, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. "Well, I would lose my license if <laughs> right. I did." Oh, well, we know some people, right? I'm like, "I will never. Nobody will ever know unless mm-hmm. you tell them that you're my client." Like, mm-hmm. they have to like spend five, ten, twenty minutes yeah. sometimes yeah. reassuring yeah. them. Yeah. Why? Because there's such a shame that somebody's going to find out, which mm-hmm. is part of the work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, if there's yeah. any emotional need, it's reassurance that they are loved, that they are that mm-hmm. they, they can be that we can be trusted, mm-hmm. uh, that they're not here to be exposed. So I think that's, that's bigger need. That's kind of like the first big obstacle because mm-hmm. once yep. you get through that, you can actually start yes. doing the inner work. Yes. yes. Okay. That's which, huge. Which what's hard is a lo- that obstacle keeps people from coming to even work on that right. first obstacle. Wow. So if they even come back then, then you're like, okay, I have them huge. in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we work on is yes. to really to really normalize that 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 mm-hmm. there's nothing shameful mm-hmm. about needing help. Right. Yeah. It's like we're giving them permission to be there. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. spend some time just saying, it's okay that you're here. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's all right mm-hmm. that you can't figure this thing out on your own and you're struggling and you're, it's okay. Yeah. Just that, like you said, that them feeling understood yes. is huge. Like Absolutely. they feel like, okay, now I can go forward in yes. my journey with you. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think that leads back to them understanding their narrative, their story, mm-hmm. and all the pieces that make up. Mm-hmm. Uh, who they are, what their journey has been like. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So um, one thing I always found very interesting is how so many people view psychology as being like a purely scientific and humanistic field. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that for sure before kind of starting my undergrad and now being at uh, GCU, which is a Christian university, I'm understanding more and more about the role, of course, that God plays into this, and I'm excited to continue in my studies, and I love hearing from you guys about this. So I want to ask, how do both of you integrate your faith into your profession? So first and foremost, so I was thinking about this a little bit. The initial part was on, the, on a clinical perspective. Uh, so we advertise ourselves as a Christian counseling mm-hmm. uh, practice. Mm-hmm. And so when clients come in, they know that we practice from a Christian worldview mm-hmm. uh, off the bat. And so from a, a clinical slash ethical perspective, uh, we incorporate the faith to the extent to which they allow us to. Okay. So there's clients that come in and say, you know, I, I don't want to use my faith. I just want this to be purely clinical. Okay, then it stays purely clinical. Okay. Right? And then mm-hmm. there's other clients that are like, I would love to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Or pray at the beginning of session or at the mm-hmm. end of session. Mm-hmm. And incorporate scripture as an added resource, as uh, their foundational resource. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the initial part, I think, to answer the question is mindfully gauging where the client is and what they would like mm-hmm. incorporated in session. And then the second part, I think, is is ourselves how do we integrate i mean uh, to me my faith uh, in god is is my foundation and everything stems from that how i look at life and how Mm -hmm. i look at counseling and how i look at connecting with people um so when i start my day when i go into sessions i pray Mm -hmm. i invite the holy spirit guide me i don't know all things Mm -hmm. he's the best counselor Mm -hmm. he's the absolute best counselor that we will ever have is the Mm -hmm. holy spirit Mm -hmm. and so my stances and my personal stance as i go into it i invite the lord to guide me through Mm -hmm. i don't know everything Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i can't always read between the lines as somebody's telling me something at face value but Mm -hmm. god sees beyond what Mm -hmm. we see Mm -hmm. and god knows beyond my clinical knowledge Mm -hmm. Uh, and he knows all things and so from a personal perspective as i go into my days i start i invite the lord Mm -hmm. at every step along the way and i say lord lead me and guide me Mm -hmm. into my sessions today 
I mean, I think integrating faith and counseling and Christian counseling is uh, has to be a Holy Spirit driven thing because mm-hmm. you don't. I mean, there's a practical ways that makes it easier for us to integrate because we're a Christian counseling center. People mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. They know they sign off thing consent. And if they don't sign it, they're like, I don't want a Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. So they know that up front. They sign up for it. Mm-hmm. But even if they do, I mean, I've had APS say, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, do you mind if uh, that's my faith? And is, is that going to? No. Interesting. Would you want that to be? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so open to it. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that they trust. Uh, uh, a lot of times, uh, we the, the people that come to us that are not Christian, they come refer to, to me they um, because they felt like they really got good counsel. And they're referring their neighbors that are not Christian. They're like, hey, I don't care if she's Christian. She helped my neighbor. So, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to her. So, mm-hmm. that's an entrance. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I always pray, God, is this a place? Is this a, a moment to bring up faith or spirit? With clients that are not Christian, I use spirituality. I say, okay. is there a, is a, what is your faith? What is your, what do you believe in? What do you, what gives you purpose and meaning? That's where I, that's my entrance. That's one way, specific way, okay. integrate with non-Christian clients. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much that comes out from that question. Really? I mean, a lot. I a mean, lot that, of insight, yeah. a lot of insight or a lot of just quiet moments of like, that's a great question. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what gives me purpose and meaning. Hmm. And then I lean in and said, you know, we're made for purpose and meaning. Wow. You know that there, without purpose and meaning, we are going to live really void lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really thought about that. I hmm. said, okay, so, and that, if they're, if mm-hmm. they, if I see their interests, I could, con- I start to connect that. But I'm, again, you have to be cautious ethically right. to not. And that's where the Holy Spirit. Uh, leads that's where the Holy Spirit yeah. leads you. And mm-hmm. and uh, I've had I had one Christian, one non Christian client totally did did a lot of codependency work, very unhealthy attachment to men, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. divorced many times. We did mm-hmm. such, um, such we did a lot of work, mm-hmm. and uh, this is years ago. And um, one day she's just like, "Hey, can I ask you something?" I said, "Yeah." It was close to our end mm-hmm. of our termination because mm-hmm. she was pretty much done. Mm-hmm. What church do you go to? Wow. I, I said, I, and I shared what church I go to. And she's like, I want to try going to church. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because our sessions really made me realize, not once have you pushed your faith on me, but I know you're a woman of faith. Wow. And I said, I want, I want to try that. And she started going to church. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's one way of like where you don't have to push and just mm-hmm. read scripture for mm-hmm. people. So uh, uh, people will know you're different. People, you yeah. know, are different. Yeah. And obviously the sub- they know by the material and the incent that, that we are. It's not like we, sometimes we don't. There's, there's Christian counselors. I know that will, they have the belief that, that, um, they don't tell their clients that they're Christian, that, that they shouldn't, they, they shouldn't expose, they shouldn't but, tell anything biased, of themselves yeah. directly. If it shows that's different. So I, I really respect that too. But mm-hmm. I mean, for us, um, so anyway, there's the practical ways we can integrate our faith because we're a Christian counseling center and the mm-hmm. other ones are Holy Spirit driven of one client at a time. There's, uh, and, and, and knowing when to push and mm-hmm. knowing where clients are spiritually in their development, I think mm-hmm. is really important. I'm fascinated by this question's <laughs> answers because that's something that I struggle with a lot is mm. I don't know yet. And I will pop, I'm sure I'll figure out along the way. I think growing up, even like thinking of the field of psychology, I always thought of it as very scientific, very logical. So I'm kind of having a hard time joining those two together, mm. but I'm fascinated by the answers. So mm. <laughs> this is, this episode's so good for me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thanks, ladies. Well, one thing that could help that I helps me in 
uh, I don't integrate faith. Faith integrates me. Yeah. So if it integrates, it's who I am. It's who yeah. I am. I come into the room, and I might not exude. I'm not say one mm-hmm. over uh, one word explicitly about the Bible or a verse or a scripture, mm-hmm. or even say the word God, mm-hmm. right? But in there, like my my faith, my heart is already thinking about this client and where they're struggling and what's going on and mm-hmm. where where the Holy Spirit could have me mm-hmm. lead this client. And it, it might not always. So faith doesn't yeah. always mean like I pray. You people yeah. always think of faith integration as okay we pray with clients definitely if we certainly fans, can yeah. play with clients if clients desire that and it's mm-hmm. it's in line with what they what they are okay with mm-hmm. reading scripture using scripture using scripture to back up their actions mm-hmm. yeah. like things like that are more overt mm-hmm. but sometimes there's they're not always that mm-hmm. that over sometimes I, I just pray to god and i don't even bring up god until mm-hmm. the right the yeah. right moment so to speak into that it's like trusting in that yeah the holy spirit and you greater is he in you than is in the world you that know, when you yeah. step into that place with a christian or non-christian god's at work mm-hmm. in in you as a counselor that's so encouraging because yeah. then i don't have all this pressure like okay i need god to shine yeah. today i need to make sure i use scripture today <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need i remember as an intern feeling like i want to be a christian counselor i don't want to just yeah. teach people humanistic things and mm-hmm. and i i i'm not like that anymore i mean yeah. that that came with that's experience cool. and seeing god that's just so rest in the holy spirit so yeah. i also think in this society where we're told a lot don't mix you know religion with workplace or anything like that seeing you guys to be able to do it so seamlessly is very cool so that definitely gives me hope so (laughs) thanks ladies Mm -hmm. so now just kind of leading into the last question of this first part um i think it's so important what steps do you ladies believe that we need to take as a community in order to spread awareness about mental health particularly in the romanian community we were chatting about this yesterday and I was thinking, gosh, it'd be so cool to do like uh, seminars, conferences, yes. some courses, some classes, provide some, about some education to, to better understand uh, what happens in our mind and our bodies and our soul. How do those come together? Walking billboards. Yeah. 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 That's what we're talking. Mm-hmm. The biggest awareness is us. I, yeah. I just did it at the beginning yeah. of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was a client. I, I do constantly. I believe in it. Like mm-hmm. being able to normalize. I think that's the first and just advocating mm-hmm. who we are, where we are, just making a difference, having conversations yeah. with people. At a church, especially mm-hmm. amidst the Romanian community, you know, I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the queen of being able to get deep real fast. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the, like, the childcare babies with my little one year old. And I just, yeah. I don't know how, what I do, but I ask people and then someone cries like right away. And I'm like, they're like, and then they get embarrassed because they cry or oh, like, touch yeah. on something because I ask something personal or mm-hmm. I don't even ask personal, but it just gets somewhere mm-hmm. real quick. And being able to say, it's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Do you need help? Is there anything I can offer to help? Like mm-hmm. you can, here's my business card or here's, if mm-hmm. you need any resources, like, mm-hmm. and it's like a normalizing and, and sharing of yourself of like, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I struggle with that too. Hey, I, when I, I had postpartum too, like mm-hmm. that's okay to say that there's nothing yes. sinful about things like that. I think is huge because so it's huge, on the ground. Yeah. It's grassroots. Yeah. yeah just transparency. Kind of stuff, yeah. And, yeah, just transparency. Being, and I, if, I mean, I think as Christians too, we're called to, be that like we're called to share our testimony and that's mm-hmm. something that we don't really <laughs> do very much mm-hmm. i think in the romain community because again that plays into the whole image aspect but i think just you know sharing how god has worked in our life and that's definitely a huge huge thing and good first step and then like you said educating and offering mm-hmm. the resources to people i think it's amazing that's why i was so excited to have mm-hmm. you ladies on an episode to kind of introduce to people hey like if you need help going further on you know, go ahead and contact Anka and Andrea. Mm-hmm. Just offering that is awesome too. So, 
And I want to say what you two are doing is awesome. Yeah. Because this is, actually, like this is exactly what we're talking yeah. about. How do we yeah, spread, you. you know, awareness and how do we get, mm-hmm. you know, some knowledge out there. And so thank you for what you two do. Oh, thank Definitely. you. So I, when we first started, I told Adriana, okay, like get prepared. People, a lot of people are probably not going to like mean, People don't like you. They want you to stay in your lane. Yep. They don't want yep. you to, you know, but and also we're women remaining women doing yes. uh taking the lead mm-hmm. on things that uh mm-hmm. our community is not very comfortable with that i'm mm-hmm. i know i'm opening myself to criticism on that f- mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's okay like mm-hmm. it's it's true like they're yeah. even women counselors yes you know like uh, what do you have to teach what do you have to do mm-hmm. share how, to how, offer, how yeah. what do you have to offer to help people you know and right. being able to just stand tall on that and not cave and say it's okay as long as you know what you're called to do and what your lane is from the lord yeah. You know, let the critics. Right. And when you feel that calling so strongly, yep. I don't want to be held, you know, r- accountable before God. Why did you not follow yeah. what I asked you to yeah. do? So yeah. I care more to please God than Praise to please God. men. Yep. And, and it helps being two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not being alone. Sure. Oh, of course. And now you have four. Yeah, There's more out there. There's more people. It's it changing. Our, our generation yeah. is changing things. So I think by the time our kids are our age, mm-hmm. if the Lord doesn't return before then, I mm-hmm. think we'll, we're going to be having a different conversation, yeah. uh, I which, so, is, yeah. which is a privilege that we don't want to take for granted. So what we're doing and pioneering is a huge... It's a huge thing. May God help us and guide yeah. us to do it yeah. with him at the wheel, not yeah. with clinical. Because that's the yeah. thing. There's a danger in becoming a clinician that you, everything is clinical. Yes. So yeah. always being able to be so rooted in God's word that you can always discern, is this clinical intervention in line with scripture? Yeah. Like, yeah. Things and like that. So that's, yeah, that's huge. And um, like you said, being others who are kind of standing up in that sense also if I would have never said, okay, God, like I want to follow your lead, mm-hmm. I never would have met you guys. Like mm-hmm. just seeing how God puts people in your path, yeah. it's like yeah. confirmation right. for you. It's encouraging. And, you know, t- trials are going to come. People are going to say yeah. things, whatever. But, you know, if you know that you're in the will of God for your life, then it's awesome. Just continuing on mm-hmm. that. So, like I said, I'm happy to be here and just like meeting you girls at different mm-hmm. times. I would have never thought you guys would be yeah. here at the same <laughs> table. It is. So I know. Um, so when fun. we started the podcast, when Adrian used to tell me about Ivanka and about Andre, I had already planned that this episode. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, one of the episodes I gotta have these girls on. Mm-hmm. So. so amazing, and I'm glad we're so doing this together. together. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 I agree. It was meant so, to be. It was I for sure. Yeah. Yeah.